me and let's, um, let's praise the King of Kings. Let's make our praise louder than anything that we're thinking or feeling at the moment. Make it louder than our circumstances. Let's put Him at the top where He needs to be, where He should be, where He deserves to be, where He is worthy to be. Awesome.
new song we're going to share with you and introduce to you this morning. Now this song is all about worship, and in fact it's even called Only Want to Sing, which is useful because we'll be singing, but it's not about how good you sound. It's not about making a sound that is so awesome your neighbour goes, who is that? No. You know, God tells us that we have to worship Him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. And this song is all about worshipping Him. It's not about chasing a feeling that we're after, although that could happen. That's not what it's about. It's about worshipping the King, the Saviour. So we're going to sing that song together this morning. This is no performance. This is no performance. Lord, I pray it's worship. Empty words I can't afford. I'm not chasing feelings I'm not chasing feelings That's not why I'm singing You're the reason for my song Do this all for high Cause 
above all things. We give you glory. We give you praise. Let's lift our praise to Him right now. You are you want to do in our lives today, God. Thank you that you are for us. Thank you, God, that nothing is impossible. Thank you, God, that you know where each one of us are at right now. And thank you that you want to meet us where we're at. May we be open to you right now, God. Have your way. Have your way, God. Loving Father, God Almighty, have your way. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that great? We can come into this place and enjoy the presence of God Almighty. Isn't that great? Are you excited? Are you expectant? Good. Because God is here and He's excited. He's, he's crazy about you. Did you know that? He really likes you even. Wow, isn't that cool? He likes you. Welcome to church this morning. You may be seated. Hey kids. How's it? Ooh, birthday girl. (laughs) Welcome to church. If you are here for the first time today, it's great to have you here with us. We give you a special welcome and please help yourself to a guest bag as you leave. If you haven't already got one in the foyer there, help yourself on the right-hand side as you exit the building. There will be someone to meet with you there. That would be great. Enjoy your morning with us. So we're going to celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries and I can see one birthday girl down there, Ella Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) There were lots of birthdays past week. Jared, I can see you looking down. (laughs) Dominique, here she comes, Dominique. Is Carolyn and Jonathan here? New baby in church for the first time? Yeah, come on and get chocolate. together. Have we got everyone? Jonas. It was Jonas's birthday. Is he not here? He's going to be here tonight. And GC, he'll be here tonight. Okay. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one.
music, right? You just feel like getting up and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Come> join me. <laughs> Give them a hand. They're so good. We're so blessed, aren't we? Who knows what Luke's saying into that mic right now. <laughs> okay, a few things to draw your attention to this morning. It is our Global Missions Month, so that's exciting, isn't it? You probably received a postcard on your way in the door with the Martins. Is that, did you get that? The Martins postcard. Yes, they're fishing them out of your handbags there. And so make sure you have a read of that. Pray for them, and you can also write to them. If you grab one of the postcards, the blank ones, then you can write a little message to them, and we can send off a whole lot of postcards to them in the mail. That's cool, eh? You're going to see them up on the screen soon with all, with all, the, all the rest of the missionaries. So look out for Peter and Wow, Martin. That's them. Also, you've got the faith commitment cards. I think they were on your seats. They are not just to be looked at. These ones are to be prayed over and pondered over and they need to be given back in because filled in. Okay, we don't just hand it back in. You need to fill it in first. We fill it in and then we hand it back in because Global Missions is all about us, isn't it? Partnering together to see our missionaries over there do well, to be supported well. So they won't do that if we don't fill those cards in, um, if we don't give. We're all in this together, aren't we? Well, we had that song this week, didn't we? We won't sing that one right now, no. <laughs> we are all in this together, though. Global Missions is about us all in this together. So please, if you haven't yet filled in that uh, card, the Faith Commitment, commitment card, then please pray, ask God, how much? How much do you want us to give into this this year? How much, God, do you want us to, to sow into our missionaries? Fill in the card and then you need to take the acts of faith. Actually, take the acts and start giving into that. And that's going to be fantastic as we partner together in that. Also, uh, the School of the Spirit is coming up. The early bird is finishing at the end of this month. So if you want to get in for the early bird, which is pretty wise to do that, it finishes at the end of this month. So get your regos in for that. The Burtons are coming home this Friday. They're, yeah, that's going to be great. They're, they're very excited. So this Friday they get home. So if you would like to join the road trip uh, to greet them from the Auckland airport, which will be fun, then please contact the office and you can find out all the details. I think it's Friday evening. So if you want to do the road trip, join the group and Yahoo at the Auckland Airport, then contact the office. That's going to be great. Well, kids, time for you to go this morning. I declare blessing over you and our incredible teachers. Be blessed. You're amazing. Kids, oh, you're amazing. Three and four-year-olds going that way. And 
five up to intermediates going that way. Okay, what we're going to do now is the Thai mission team, they're going to start making their way up. If you, if you look to the screen, we're going to have a look at our missions clip while the Thai mission team come up. Hello, it's a great pleasure to be able to present Global Missions 2016 to you today. I'd like to sit in front of you today and say, look, we've seen 500 churches planted in the last year, but that's not the case. Our focus has shifted and the focus of our missionaries has shifted somewhat to working with people groups that it's actually really hard to penetrate with the gospel. But I encourage you, please invest in Global Missions. We are right on the edge of the Great Commission where we've been asked to be. We're working hard on every front and we are seeing results. It is a great pleasure to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much for your support and partnership with what we're doing here. Kia ora whanau. Bonjour, je m'appelle Kay. Je suis un missionnaire à Bruxelles, My name is Kay. I'm a missionary in Brussels, Belgium. Hi to everybody at Activate Church in Hamilton. My name is Brent Weaver. I am working in Kyiv, Ukraine. I'm involved predominantly in disciple making amongst uh, Ukrainian young people, uh, meeting uh, new people through our English clubs and uh, summer English camps. You're most welcome to come along to them in July and August this year. Church, thank you very much for supporting us uh, over these many years. Igniting church planting movements in Western Europe, that's what we do. Uh, what I saw in 1989 is beginning to take place. Very exciting to see the momentum beginning to build like crazy. So thank you so much for your support. God bless you.
Isn't that good? Yeah. We had a cupcake with your coffee this morning. Do you want to have a cupcake? Oh, yeah, one other. Oh, I had a cupcake. <laughs> Everyone saved them for later. It was really yummy. So thank you. You, you supported the Thai missions team. So how about we welcome them up? Give them a hand. Also, let me just tell you, you saw Grant and Vicky up there who are now in Hong Kong. They got their work visa this past week. So isn't that great? Fantastic. So thank you for your prayers for that. Awesome. Uh, kia ora fam. Um, I'm Nicole and I'm heading up the uh, Thailand missions team. Um, uh, we'll be heading over in the school holidays um, in April 2017. Um, and I'll get these guys to just introduce themselves. Uh, hi, I'm Anna. <laughs> and I'm Tyra. Cool, and so there are a couple of members um, from the team that will be heading over. Uh, there's uh, 13 of us in total. Uh, so that's made up of uh, our youth and youth leaders. Um, and so we'll be heading over to Thailand to um, support Peter and Wow. If we get the next slide. Oh, cool, there they are. So that's Peter and Wow. And um, so they're doing some amazing work over in Kongken in Thailand. Uh, so Kongken is part of the Isan region, uh, which makes up about a third of Thailand's uh, total population. And it's one of the uh, least uh, reached areas in Thailand. Uh, so the work that we're doing is uh, heading into Kongken and going out to about 10 villages. And we get the next slide up. And um, so those were taken from last time we went over. And um, in, in Thailand, a lot of the parents head into the large cities to find work. Uh, so during the school holidays, um, the grandparents out in the villages are left with uh, all the children to look after. Uh, so Peter and Wow have identified that a need in the community over there uh, is for grandparents to have a bit of extra support. Uh, so we're going to be running some holiday programs for those kids. And we're even going into two villages that have uh, never heard the gospel before. Uh, so it's going to be awesome to really just support the work that uh, Peter and Well are doing and really um, yeah, help them have opportunities to reach more people over there. Um, and so Anna, you want to come over? Um, do you want to tell everyone kind of why are you wanting to head over to Thailand? Um, so basically, two years ago, my brother and sister, they went, but unfortunately I was too young to go, but I was quite eager to. And so when I heard that we were able to go next year, it was just something I was really interested in because I'd really like to go over and help the children and talk to them about God and just kind of help them. It is awesome. Thanks, Anna. Yeah, so um, it's going to be a great opportunity for us to head over. Um, but we need your guys' help. Uh, if we could bring up the next slide. So how can you support us? Uh, so the first thing that we really need your support with is prayer. Um, I mean, these missions trips are huge and they're great opportunities for us to um, just share God's love with people. Um, so we need your help and your support into this. And I know Peter and Wow would really appreciate um, prayer into the work that they do on a constant basis because we're just going as a one-off, but they're there constantly um, just building God's kingdom over there. So prayer is huge. Um, also, kind of our vision for the trip is that before we head over to Thailand, we're really believing um, to hear God speak to us, that he would give us, um, I don't know, like faces and conditions of people that we could pray for before we even head over. 
Um, so if you could just pray that you'd that as a team would really be able to hear Holy Spirit speaking to us so that when we go over, we would see those answers to prayer um, just really happening over there. Um, and Tyra, um, so do you want to tell everyone kind of what you're um, believing God for and to see Him do over in Thailand? Um, well, <laughs> that's such a massive question, but... Um what I'm believing for is that when we go over there would really make an incredible impact on these children's lives. Something that for them would be life-changing for the rest of their life, not just a two-week thing. Um, and the coolest thing about it is that what we're believing for, we get to take you guys with us because you've been supporting us from the start. Um, and so when we go over there, I think as a church family, we're all believing that um, they'll each individually be impacted in such incredible ways. And that when we leave there, it's just going to keep going up. So for me, that's what, what my hope and what I'm believing for is. That's awesome, Tyra. Um, and the last thing we need your help and support with is fundraising. Uh, so like I said at the start, most of our team is youth and our youth leaders. So that's a lot of students with not a lot of money. Um, so we need your help. Um, I think our last slide, we've just got um, our fundraising opportunities throughout this year. Um, if you're interested in any of them, uh, the team is going to be uh, out in the foyer at the end of the gathering. So come up and chat to us, um, ask us what we're believing for over there, and uh, we can give you some newsletters and we'll take your details and we can keep you uh, filled in with what we're doing. Have we got more of the team here? Okay, we want to see your faces. Come up, please. How about we come up here so everyone can see you really well here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. So there's 13 of you all together. Yeah. Oh, look at this youth group. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Some great youth leaders there. Yeah. Is that everyone? Okay, they're coming tonight. <laughs> yes. And Ruby. Oh, yeah, she's busy with cupcakes. She's helping with kids. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, how about you stand with me, church? Let's pray for this amazing team. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, God. For every one of this team of 13, God, I thank you that they have put their hand up to uh, take the step of, of uh, leaving our country and stepping out into Thailand, God. I thank you that your hand is upon them, God. I thank you that you go before them. I thank you for what you have ordained for them, God. I thank you for what you are going to do in the lives of those beautiful children, in the lives of these um, villages that have never even heard of you before, God. I thank you that they are going to have the opportunity to meet you, God. And we thank you for, for transformed lives. We thank you for salvations taking place through our team, Lord. We thank you for uh, what you're going to do in our team, God. I thank you for how the, our team's lives are going to be changed forever from this experience, Lord. I thank you um, that uh, through them stepping out and uh, raising their faith in what you're able to do, God, that you will, um, what you're going to 
do through their lives, even after this trip, is going to be astonishing, God. That it would be fantastic what you will accomplish in and through them, God. I thank you that this would even be uh, like a, a catapult um, in their lives, Lord, that as they make this step uh, for you, God, that you would even do more, more wonderful things through their lives, God. Thank you, Lord, for them. I declare protection upon them, God. I thank you for finances raised, all, all provision come in. And more. Thank you, God, that you supply everything and more. So I declare that upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give them a hand. Awesome. Stay standing. We're going to continue in our worship this morning. And I encourage you to, as you open yourself up to God, as we sing before Him, I do encourage you to open yourself up. And I just, I really encourage you to, I, I get the, um, a strong impression, I guess, that God really wants us to lay our, our lives down before Him. That He wants us to come before Him in that sense of, not that, not um, leaving any pride behind that we, you know, we can't do everything by ourselves. We cannot do everything alone. And God does not intend for us to do that. So to lay ourselves down and to let Him invade, to let Him come in because He wants to do this with us and He wants to equip us. He wants to pour out everything of Himself into us. And so let, allow Him to do that as you lay yourself down before Him. Allow Him to do that as we give of our worship to Him this morning. I believe God is saying to us this morning, a moment with you. I want to spend that moment with you. I'm in your presence. Seek me. You'll find me.
It's your breath I believe to the core of my being that everything we need is found in the presence of God. Everything. And Gail was talking to me before the gathering started and we prayed last week for a lump in her throat. Well, that's gone. That's awesome, isn't it? Isn't that fantastic? There were others last week that were touched in the presence of God and were healed as well. I, I would like us to pause for a moment and pray for anyone that needs healing this morning maybe come down the front if that's you if you need God to heal your body don't be shy just come down the front if you need God to heal your body need God to touch your body can some leaders come and Stand with these ones, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glad you responded, but I'm not glad that so many of you need the healing touch of God in your lives. 
it's not good. He can do it all, can't he? Yeah. Can we sing that song again through? Probably a bit quieter, but just let's sing it through. And We're going to pray. Church, rather than being spectators, why don't you lift your attention to God? He is the supplier of all of our needs. He is the one who meets every need. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we 
never forget the first time I went to China. And uh, we were down in the south of China and we had to go to a prayer meeting. And the prayer meeting was on the second floor of a building. And when you go into a culture like China and you've never been there before, it's all quite overwhelming, to be fair. And we went into this building and there's, I don't know, 15, 20 people in there and uh, pray. We're going to have a prayer meeting. And the first thing I noticed was that all the windows were open. Because this is China, you know, this is the underground church, the secret church. And all the windows are open on the second floor. There's a market down below and everything else happening. The noise is coming in off the streets. I say, well, why, why are the windows open? That's your way out if we need to move in a hurry. That's your way out. I thought, okay, that's, now I've got fear coming in. Flip, first time in China, jumping out a window over a market. Excellent. So then they start to pray. And I'm expecting... This, because it's secret, it's underground. That's the first thing I couldn't get my head around. Underground church on the second story. I went to another underground church on the 21st story. I literally thought they were underground. That's how green it was. Anyway, underground church, this prayer meeting, and they started to pray. And oh my goodness, it was loud and it was intense. I've never heard, probably never to this day, have I heard prayer like was being prayed in that building at the top of their voices. I was terrified because I was thinking, this is meant to be secret. This is meant to be quiet. Bang, bang, bang on the door. Bang, bang, bang on the door. Hey, be quiet in there or else we're going to call the police. Now I'm terrified, like terrified, terrified. Not only am I going to have to jump out of the window, but I'm going to have to jump out of the window running away from the Chinese police. They never skipped a beat. Not a beat. They just carried on like no one even banged on the door. It was absolutely incredible. Just the sense of praise, the sense of prayer, the sense of calling out before God. And they couldn't care less about what was happening around them. It was about that they were there to call on God together. And you know, when we were worshiping before and the praise just started to spontaneously lift, that's where my mind went. That's where my mind went. I want us to, can we sing that new song again? Is that all right? Thank you. That was a good answer, Mike. Yes, I like that. Uh, I want to sing that song again, but I really want you to let your praise go. No, there is something in God that we can capture this morning if we're prepared to let go and praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I love the words of this new song. It's not about singing. It's not about hype. It's because he's worth it. We're going to let go this morning. We're going to let go this morning. And then at the end of that, I'm going to come back up here. I'm going to invite you to take a few moments to pray about the top thing on your prayer list, whatever that is. Whatever that is. Just gives you a couple of moments to think about it. I'm going to spend some time, a few moments, praying into whatever your top prayer need request is. And if you haven't got one, praise God pray for somebody else. Good? Fantastic. Let's try that song again and see how we go. Cool. Yes. This is
no performance Lord, I pray it's worship Empty words I can't afford I'm not chasing I'm not chasing feelings That's not why I'm singing You're the lift it up. Start to pray out. Speak it out. Start to ask Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are the answer. Thank you that every need is found. The answer of every need is found in your presence. We turn our attention to you this morning. And Father, whether it's parents praying for children or children praying for parents or circumstances of life or finances or health or anything else, the answer is found in you, in you. Hear our prayers this morning, I pray.
Release the answers from heaven. Release the answers, God. Father, stir tenacity for us to hold on until answers arrive in some cases. That we would not give up, but we would keep pushing and asking, receiving in Jesus' name. Why don't you start to thank Him now for the answer in faith that it's coming. Come on, start to thank Him. Start to thank Him. Speak it out. Start to thank Him verbally. Speak it out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you've released the answers. Thank you that you've released them. We apprehend them this morning by faith in Jesus' name. Thank you that everything is found in you. Every question is answered in you. Every need is met in you. We thank you this morning. We thank you this morning. We thank you. Start to praise. Come on, start to say thank you to Him. Put your hands together if you want to. I don't care. Start to say thank you to Him. However you say thank you, start to give Him thanks. Miracles are released in an atmosphere of thanksgiving. Thank you, God. We thank you. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you that you are the answer for our needs. Thank you that you hear our cry, that you hear our prayer. Thank you that you want to act on our behalf. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 so much we don't understand but the confession of our mouth is that you're a good 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 God we love you and we thank you we honour your presence in this place Prayer takes many forms, doesn't it? But essentially prayer is communication. Prayer is two-way communication. It's about us connecting with God. It's about us hanging out with God. It's about us making requests of God. Him making requests of us. Remember in the scripture that Daniel prayed. And at the time he prayed, an angel was released. But it took three weeks for the answer to turn up. Three weeks. Can I encourage you to be tenacious in your prayer? 
We know that David had, uh, Daniel had a pretty solid prayer life. Talks of him praying in the window three times a day, doesn't it? I wonder what would have happened if Daniel had given up and stopped praying. Because the angel said, you know, it was your prayers. I was warring in the heavens for 21 days. But your prayer. It's so easy for us to, oh, I'm just saying a few words, whatever. But there's power in prayer, incredible power in prayer. And take a seat if you'd like to. I'm going to talk about prayer for a few minutes. And, you know, prayer for the believer, for the disciple, we need to consider prayer as normal as we consider breathing normal. And like I said, it takes all different sorts of shapes, prayer. It can be on your own, it can be in the quiet, it can be in public, it can be noisy, it can be groaning, the Bible tells us. All sorts of ways and shapes. But we need to come to a place in our walk, in our discipleship walk with Jesus, where for us, prayer is as natural as breathing. And sometimes that'll mean periods where you're focused and praying. Other times, it'll mean in the journey of life as we walk, we're just in that constant awareness of the, the presence and the power in our connection with God and carrying on a conversation all the time. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Because the Bible says it's not if we pray, it's when we pray. Not if, but when. Now, I don't know about you. I'm quite a logical person. I'm fairly pragmatic. And one of the biggest challenges for me around prayer is been, has been, is still, at what point do I respond by praying? At what point do I respond in prayer? How much do I try to nut this thing out on my own in my best ability to work something through before I respond to God? Or before I go to him in prayer, is my first response going to be turning to God? Or is my first response going to be turning to how clever I think I am and my own brain and my own hands? I wonder at what point you turn to prayer in life's journey. How big a challenge does it need to present itself to you before you turn in prayer? Or is it our first? I'm sure God wants it to be our first reaction. You know, whatever it is. I'm going to pray about that. I'm trying to train myself to make it my first reaction. You know, let's pray about that. Rather than let's try and solve it first, let's pray about that and see what God has to say about it. And it doesn't come natural. You've got to work. Well, I've got to work at it. But I wonder for you, what, at what point... In the situation, do you decide, you know, we should start to pray about that? Is it the forethought? Is it the afterthought? Is it somewhere in the middle? Is it, I don't say that to condemn in any way, I say that to make you think. Should we go to God first? Well, I've got this. No, I'm not, not doing that yet. I'm going to look at my Bible. Genesis chapter 4. And I want to read from verse 25 and 26, with the emphasis being on 26. Genesis 4, 25, 26. Adam had sexual relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to another son. She named him Seth, 
For she said, God has granted me another son in place of Abel, who Cain killed. When Seth grew up, he had a son and named him Enosh. At that time, people first began to worship the Lord by name. The phrase I want you to focus on there is that last phrase. At that time, people first began to worship the Lord by name. Now, the word worship there, in some of your translations, probably says call. Some it'll say invoke. And others it'll say worship. But the idea there is this is the first mention of prayer in the Scripture when people are reaching out to pray to God. Now, we see, if you go back to Genesis 3, you'll see that there was definitely relationship with God. God breathed life into them, and it talks in Genesis 3 about the fact that um, God would walk in the garden in the evening with Adam and Eve. So there was this great sense of uh, relationship there, the sense of closeness there. I feel to, um, just to mention there that that we need to be careful when we're talking about intimacy with God not to over-sensationalize it. You know, in a, a married couple are no more in love with one another if they are having an intimate moment as they may be sitting in the car driving somewhere side by side not talking. Uh, as in not, not talking, just got nothing to say. You know, you can sit there in silence. As your, as your relationship matures, often the, the discomfort of silence leaves. And you can sit there and, and say nothing to one another and be perfectly happy. But we can over-sensationalize it and say, well, intimacy is only intimacy. We do that with God often and go, intimacy is only in that place when I can feel something in the presence of God, but it's not. Intimacy with God is there all the time. Sometimes I'm more aware of it than others. But we've got to be careful not to over-sensationalize it. Anyway, at that time, people first began to worship the Lord by name or invoke the Lord by name. The word there is this word. Kofrach. Can you say that with me? Kofrach. Did you get the ch? Get the ch. Don't do it too much. People sitting in front of you. Kofrach. Kofrach. Ray's learning Hebrew at the moment. This is Hebrew. So I'm trying my best to say it right because I'll hear about it later otherwise. Kofrach. Kofrach. Those are both the same word, just so you know. The top word, with Hebrew, you always read right to left, not left to right like we do. And um, the top word is what they call paleo-Hebrew, which uh, was the, the form of the language they used before they had the current written language, Hebrew written language. It was pictures. The bottom line is called ancient, ancient, ancient <laughs> paleo-Hebrew. And it was before. You used it before the top. But the two actually say exactly the same thing. Fascinating, isn't it? Great. I'll tell you about it later. Let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6. You can go to um, Mark 11 if you'd like to, but it's shorter there. Essentially, it is the same. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read from verse 5. When you pray, there you go. When you pray, not if you pray, when you pray. 
Just like breathing, when you breathe. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. That is not saying that you should not pray in public. That is not saying that we should not pray together when we come together. That is not saying that we shouldn't pray out loud together when we are together. In fact, we should. It's very important for us to verbalize the conviction of our hearts when we are together. But what that is saying is, if the motive of your heart is to put on a show, you've already got your reward. Well done. Good on you. Don't expect anything in heaven. That's what it's saying. But it's not saying not to do it. But when you pray... Go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. Your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven. The word Father was just mentioned in the last two verses five times. I think Jesus is trying to say something to us. If I use the same word in essentially two sentences five times, you would pick up the hint that he is trying to say something. If I said ice cream, and carried on with my sentence like nothing else had happened, and then said ice cream again, and carried on and said ice cream five times, you would figure I wanted ice cream or something. <laughs> Make sense, eh? Yeah, absolutely. So he's mentioned Father five times. Then he says pray like this, and he starts, Our Father in heaven. Father is the word patia, and it literally means daddy, and it also means supplier. And it also means father. It is a word that has a lot of meaning. What I like about the word patia is that when we read that first sentence, we go, our father in heaven. It's very easy to read that, um, looking at it with too much of a um, distant view on God. It makes God look very uh, authoritative, which he is, but it makes him look very authoritative and it makes him feel distant. Now, particularly if you haven't had a good relationship with your father, when you read that, there's not a lot compelling about it. Our father. But we've got to understand when we read that, it's a term of uh, endearment and intimacy. It's saying, daddy, our daddy. And God is the ultimate example of daddy, of father of supplier and supply meter, the, the origin of all things. And when it says that, it's, it's quite an intimate term. It's our Father in heaven. Well, again, the word heaven, we straight away think distance, don't we? Heaven is out there somewhere. So you can easily read the start of the Lord's Prayer, and it, it, it almost makes you feel like you're standing at attention going, our Father who is out there in the universe somewhere. But it's not saying that at all. It is literally saying, our Father, our Daddy, who is in the very air that we breathe. Now, the word for heaven also means the heavens. It's a big word, but it means literally in the air we breathe. Does that not change the way that that prayer feels as you start to pray it, because he says, when you pray, pray like this. Actually, God's not right out there. 
He is your heavenly daddy, and he is right here as close as the air you breathe. There's a sense of closeness. There's a sense of doing life together. There's a sense of relationship. He's close. He's not far out. If you can read that first line like that. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon, and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our food we need, or the food we need, and forgive us of our sins. And as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And some of your Bibles may say after that, for thine is the power, the kingdom, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That was a later adaption. Our Father in heaven, close. May your name be kept holy. I like the word, uh, many translations put, uh, hallowed is your name. I like that personally better because hallowed is a far broader meaning to it than the word holy, which is a very, very powerful word and is included in the meaning of hallow. But hallowed is wider. The sense of grace, of this majesty, of um, right, of pure, holy, all things, but it's wider than just holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth. Well, we know that in the book of Matthew, Jesus says that he will build his church, but I give you the keys to the kingdom. I give you the keys to the kingdom. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. You unlock the atmospheres of heaven, where you are, wherever you are on planet earth, and you lock up, you bind, you put away atmospheres that don't represent heaven. And we are each charged to do that in our own sphere of influence, aren't we? That's what we do. I'm going into work tomorrow. I don't know what the atmosphere will be in your office or your place of work, wherever you're going. Someone's house, you might go in there, you might find angst. You might find mistrust. You might find hopelessness. You might find unrest. You might find dishonesty. Well, our jobs as believers, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus, is to lock those things away in the atmosphere and to release peace and release honesty and release grace and release mercy and release a kind word. Yeah, that's our job. That's what he says. He'll build the church. We'll do that bit. And he says, give us today the food we need and forgive us of our sins. It's not down till there we talk about anything that we require. And then it's only a one-liner. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Again, the Bible speaks very clearly and very often about forgiveness. So important that we forgive. And sometimes you have every reason not to. But it is so important that we forgive because freedom comes with forgiveness. Freedom. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Philippians chapter 4 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understand, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that. Do not be anxious in anything. Turn your head. I found this in the Journal of Experimental Psychology. But does anxiety cause people to be self-focused? 
or does focusing on yourself lead to anxiety? It's a good question, isn't it? Question again, but does anxiety cause people to be self-focused or does focusing on yourself lead to anxiety? A pair of Canadian researchers examined this question in 2012 and found that those who were assigned, sorry, in 2012 study and found evidence of the latter. Interesting. When we focus on ourselves, it's a recipe to become more anxious about life. Isn't that interesting? So Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. At what point do we need to engage with God in prayer? In everything. That's a challenge to me. In everything. If I'm feeling anxious about a situation, it is probably a sign that I haven't taken it to God in prayer. Wow. Isn't that interesting? So if I'm struggling with anxiety, perhaps it's a reflection of my prayer life. Perhaps it's a reflection that instead of turning my head, it's got the whole connotation here of turning my head to God. Start of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, turning our head toward God, off myself, toward God. Fascinating, isn't it? So as I turn my head from my circumstances to God in prayer, I can expect that the result will be the peace of God. That's amazing. So if my life, I have not got peace, that may be a reflection of my prayer life. Isn't that interesting? If peace is evading me, it is probably because I'm trying to carry stuff on my own and I haven't engaged with God in prayer to give it to him. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything or every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. That's fascinating. So the fruit of my prayer will be peace beyond what I can reason or think or logically work out. The reason will be peace. I think that's absolutely amazing. Let me answer this question for you. Kofrak. So it's Hebrew. There's three letters there. And I won't name them. I'll just confuse everybody. But if we start on the right... That is, represents the back of a head. That's what that picture represents, that letter in the Hebrew, back of the head. The middle one represents a turned head, and the one on the left, Aleph, represents an ox, actually, which is something that can carry weight or can carry a burden, sustain a burden. And when you put it all together, it carries the meaning that the, the writer of Genesis would have understood fully when he was writing it, but it escapes us in today's age. It literally means turning your head to the one who can carry the burden. Turning your head to the one who can carry the weight. That is the first mention, which is often very, very important in the scripture. When a subject comes up for the first time or a word for the first time, it often sets the scene for the rest of the, the scripture. So the first mention of prayer in Genesis 
is to turn our head to the one who can carry the burden. That's nice, eh? I think that's, that's cool. That makes me want to pray more. That really makes me want to pray more. The one who can carry the burden. Then I go to Matthew, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven. Well, straight away, that's an invitation to turn my head to the one who can carry the burden. It's worded differently, isn't it? But it's exactly the same invitation. Get my eyes off myself, turn my head to my Father, the one who can carry the burden. So in essence, where do we need to turn our heads? We need to turn them to God, but on what areas of our lives do we need to turn our heads? Where are you carrying a burden that you shouldn't be carrying and the one who's equipped to carry it is willing to carry it? Where do we need to turn our heads? What's going on in your world that requires you to actually sit and to pray, to talk, to communicate with God about the situation and go, Lord, I, I choose to take my, head, my eyes off the situation, off myself, and turn my head to you, who is the one who is equipped to carry the burden. With the result, of course, that we read in Philippians, being peace. So maybe if we're not experiencing peace in our lives, I don't say this to judge, more as something for you to think about. Maybe if we're not experiencing peace, it is directly related to what we are carrying that we shouldn't be and what we're trying to solve on our own with our own logic and smart thinking. We're really the theme of the Bible. If, if a, a breathing is like prayer for a disciple, which the Bible says when, 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 maybe we need to take our eyes off that thing and turn and put our eyes on Jesus, knowing that the result, the fruit, will be peace. I wonder what's happening in your world where peace is gone. I wonder what you're wrestling with on your own. And the answer is prayer. The answer is turning to, to God. The band, do you want to come back? That would be great. Thanks. I love this picture. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Turn our head to God. What a beautiful picture of prayer. I also love the thought that, that prayer, when you pray, when you pray, I think biblically it's impossible to be a disciple of Christ and not pray. You can't not. So it's when you pray. And then the prophetic word to us as a church, build a house of prayer. My temple will be known as a house of prayer. I am the temple of God. I will be known as a house of prayer. At what point do I turn to God? At what point do you turn to God? for the answer. If prayer is communication, if prayer is turning my attention from myself to Him, 
At what point of time do we bring that? See, I don't want to give you a shopping list this morning of things that we've got to do because I don't see it there. There's not a shopping list. Well, first I've got to pray for this. Second, I've got to pray for that. Third, I've got to A, B, C, D, E to get the priorities right. Simply the picture is take my eyes off the circumstance, put them on God. Simple, isn't it? Well, it appears to be. It's more of a challenge to do it. I'm reading a book this, uh, at the moment called The War of Art, and um, I haven't got to the end of it. I'm only a, sort of a third of the way in, so I would like to recommend it to you, but the back two thirds could be really stink. So, um, But it's, it's, very, it's an interesting book. It's a very easy book. It's one of those great books, you know. The writing's really big, and it's like half full pages, so you go really fast. It's awesome. And, um, but, but the point that the writer's making, he's, an, he's a writer, um, and the point that the writer's making is that all of us have a calling on our lives. I don't know if he's a Christian or what he is, but we have a calling on our lives. We have an area that we have actually been uniquely designed to fill. We have strengths on our lives that are incredible. And what he says, and I really like this, is that each of us in the primary area of our calling face resistance. It doesn't matter who we are and what area of life it's in. He's talking into the area of art. We face resistance. And his observation and his comment is that most people do not fulfill the calling that is on their lives. Most people do not step into the potential that is on their lives because resistance wins the day. It's a great observation. And it seems that resistance is strongest where there is the potential for the greatest. Well, I would ask you, as a disciple of Christ, is there any area in your life that has more resistance in it than prayer? It seems like all hell raises its head sometimes to stop us praying. praying. And I, I, I just looked at his book in the comments and it got me thinking and I thought, wow, if we could capture the power of prayer, the power of hanging out with God, the power of communication with God, not even the shopping list, just the power of being with Him. But it is like all this resistance rises up when we decide to pray. That would keep us from praying. But the potential is found by pushing through that into the place of relationship. And I would like you to consider as you leave today, what area in your life or in your prayer life what's stopping you praying what's stopping you connecting with God more what's stopping you journeying with him closer what's stopping the communication the dialogue what's stopping you hearing his voice because these are all aspects of prayer what's stopping what is the resistance and if you can't spot it, but you know you struggle praying, well, how about we take this stance and go, okay, Lord, I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to turn my, take my eyes off there. I'm actually going to turn to the one that I know, you, that can carry the burden, that can carry the weight. Lord, what's stopping me pushing through in this area? Because it doesn't come without a fight. Ask the questions. Your questions don't freak God out. They don't. In fact, he invites your questions. It's material that he can work with with us. He invites your questions. 
But can I encourage us to be a people who pray? Be a people who are closely connected with God, a people who know what it is to live with the peace, the fruit of prayer. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment because I want to give people on your left and right privacy. This whole thing of prayer, at the end of the day, it's all about relationship. It's all about walking with God. It's all about doing life with Him. It's all about being closely connected to Him. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. Because in Genesis chapter 3, when the uh, sin entered the, the picture, the result was that we were disconnected from God. Fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus dies on a cross for our sin. The, the sin is the very thing that kept us disconnected from God. Jesus died to pay the price of that so that we can now live in close connection with God. And what we need to do to live in that close connection is receive his invitation to walk with him. Receive his invitation to do life with him. Receive his invitation of forgiveness. In other words, on my own, I've made a mess of it. I've done stuff that does not come up to the standard of God. But because you paid the price, Jesus, I receive your gift of now relationship and eternal life and walking this life with you. And when we talk about being saved or salvation, we're talking about heaven. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about what happens after this world. But we're talking about living this life in relationship with your Creator. As close as the air that I breathe. We're talking about unique and intimate relationship with our Creator. We're talking about the living the best life we can because we've been designed to live in relationship with our Creator. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand up if you are not currently walking with Jesus, if you don't know what it is to have a close relationship with Him, or perhaps you have at some time but you've stepped back for whatever reason. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand up if you're saying, you know, today, Jesus, I want to progress the journey forward with you. I want to receive your gift of forgiveness. I want to walk with you. I want to get to know you. Or today, I'm coming back, Lord, for whatever reason, I've stepped back, but today I'm going to step back up to the plate and I'm going to journey with you in this life and in the next. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you're saying yes to Jesus. You're not saying yes to me. You're saying yes to him. Yes, I want a journey with you. Yes, I want relationship with you, God. And I would like to encourage every person in this place who's not currently walking with Jesus or you've stepped back to go, you know, Jesus, today I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to choose you. I'm going to step back into relationship with you. And wherever you are on that journey, Jesus is going to embrace you and he's going to say, let's go. Let's go. Let's walk together. Let's do life together. Let's celebrate together. Let's develop together. Let's head toward eternity together. This morning, if you need to respond to God, the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you and most 
likely your hands are sweating a bit and your heart might be racing because that's often what happens when the Holy Spirit is saying to us, come on, you need to make a decision here. You need to choose. And I want to encourage you to be bold and to respond to Jesus this morning. If you know that you need to step into a relationship with him today or you want to step back, can you please lift your hand? Just give me a wave. I'll acknowledge your hand once I see it. Thanks so much. That's cool. I'm only going to wait a few minutes. If you know you need to do that, make sure I see your hand. one person raise their hand so far which is awesome the Bible tells us the angels are celebrating heaven's throwing a party right now a couple more seconds anybody else this morning be bold if you need to be fantastic can we please give the person that's responded to Jesus this morning a massive big hand? Let me pray. Father, I thank you that it is your desire that we're close to you. And I thank you that you've made yourself so available to us. It's incredible. Lord, I ask that every one of us would know the peace that comes. as we give everything to you. Lord, that every one of us in this room would be quick to turn and to face the one who can carry the burden with life's challenges and life's problems. And I ask that you would stir us and you would cause us to think about communicating with you more and more. That you would stir us to ask your opinion on things. That you would stir us just to to simply talk with you for no reason other than to build our relationships. That you would stir our heart as your church. And Lord, I pray too that as we go into our week this week, wherever we are and whenever we're there, that you'd help us to be like Jesus, that we would carry the atmospheres of heaven with us and that we would be ready and on the front foot and full of courage to unlock those atmospheres with a kind word with a kind action, with the gospel, whatever is required for the situation. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you've, what it's like in your environment at work and stuff, but if you're carrying the peace of God, you will be the envy of every person in the room. You will, every person in the company. Because to carry the peace of God may be something that we take for granted, but unless you know God, unless you're working, walking with God, unless you're in relationship with God, you do not walk in the peace of God. And everybody I've ever met in my life desires peace, particularly internal peace. I'm yet to meet the person who does not want to walk in a state of peace. And can I remind you and maybe just encourage you a little bit that as you carry the peace of God into wherever you are, be, be, be ready to speak a word. If people ask you, 
How come you've got peace? How come you appear to have peace? What an incredible opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone. You know, it's the gospel, it's Jesus that gives me peace. That will open an incredible discussion for you. Just saying, it's Jesus that gives me peace. People don't have it. We do. We are incredibly fortunate. And if you haven't got peace, maybe it's time to pray. Great. How about you give Sharon a hand? of uh, things to remind you that for those of you who have children in Kids Church our uh, question for the week is what is prophecy? So uh, they're going to come out if they don't ask you the question, how about you ask them, see what they've got to say that's going to be exciting discussion isn't it? Uh, Also thank you church for your giving I declare blessing upon every household Reminder that the giving stations are on your left as you enter into the foyer. And also, if you are here for the first time, don't forget to pick up a guest bag on your right as you enter into the foyer at the back. It's been great to have you with us today. If you'd like to fill out the card inside the bag, we'd love to get to know you a little more. It'd be great if you could pop it into one of the giving boxes. And if you would like prayer for anything at all, please come forward as we finish. But I've asked the team if we could sing, turn your eyes upon Jesus. I think that would be beautiful to sing as we finish. I just love that, that whole turning of your head to the one who can carry the burden, who bears the burden. So I, my prayer for us is that we do that. We do that every single day, every morning, every, well, every minute of the day, don't we? We need, we need to do that. We need to turn our head to him. And it's so beautiful that he can carry our burdens. So let's turn our eyes upon Jesus as we finish. Thanks, team. Let's stand.
afternoon, 6 p.m. gathering on this evening, all welcome. Bless you.